Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois Wetzel Show, and I'm your host and executive producer, Lois Wetzel, coming to you live at 9 a.m. Central Time from Houston, Texas. This radio show is free all the time to my listeners. I have an archived audio library of spiritual and metaphysical teachings here available free at any time of the day or night to everyone on earth with access to a computer. These shows are educational and most of the time I'll be interviewing others who will be telling about what they know, the books they've written or the spiritual work that they do. And sometimes I'll be the one doing the teaching, so please join us anytime, either live or later in the archives. I have a free email newsletter to sign up for that or just to read what's on my website. Go to hotpinklotus.com. Also, I've published two books so far, Edina, Energy Medicine from the Stars, available on Kindle, and Akashic Records, Case Studies of Past Lives, available on Amazon and Kindle. The second book, Akashic Records, is about Akashic Records readings that I've done for other people and the effects of these readings on their lives. I'm still doing Akashic Records readings, so if you're interested, contact me. The call-in number for this show, if you want to make a comment or ask a question on the air, is 347-945-5309. Good morning. Today is September the 28th, 2012, and today I would like to talk to you about how to get in touch with your own spiritual guidance. And getting a read from, reading from someone else is always helpful, uh, particularly if you've you know that they know what they're doing because one of your friends recommended them or they've done a good reading for you in the past. But there are plenty of times when you just really need to make contact yourself. In fact, it's a good daily spiritual practice to make contact with your own higher self, spirit guides, angels, however you want to talk about it. And there are many different ways to do that. The thing that triggered my idea that I would talk about this today was uh, that I read a review on... uh, Amazon of one of my books in which somebody was saying she was uh, using it for guidance and I had completely forgotten about that technique. I used to have a friend in Austin about 20 years ago who did that and and here's how that works. You can, um, this particular woman who first did this and told me about it is named Linda and she had a really large um, bookcase actually spanned an entire wall, but you don't really have to have a whole bookcase. You can have one favorite book you use like this. But she would just sit quietly and look at the bookcase and wait until a book sort of drew her attention. didn't matter what the subject of the book was at all. I call this biblio-dowsing. I made that up. There may be another name for it, but it sounded good to me. So she would walk over to that book And then she would close her eyes and open it randomly to any page after having asked her guides to give her an answer to the question that she was pondering, some guidance about that question, some clues to how to move in the proper direction. She would open the book randomly. 
It might have been a fantasy romance novel. It didn't matter what the subject was. And then she would still, with her eyes closed, put her finger on either the left-hand or right-hand page randomly and then open her eyes and read that sentence or paragraph or look at that picture if there happened to be a photograph on that page. And about 90% of the time she got an answer that made sense to her. Now, the rest of the time that it didn't make sense, it was uh, either she was having a bad day or she phrased her questions incorrectly or she just wasn't getting the message, that maybe the message was too subtle. But you can have, some people use the Bible like this. They open the book they, with their eyes closed, put their finger on a paragraph or um you know, line or whatever, and read that and say, okay, now how does that apply to the question I'm asking or the conundrum I have or the decision I'm trying to make or just as my guidance for today? You can just say, what do I need to know today? And uh, this is a pretty effective technique. And the reason that I remembered it, again, was somebody had written a sweet little review about Acacia Records and said that she used my book like that, which I thought was interesting. Um, so that's bibliodowsing, and anybody can do it. It's simple. And you can, again, have an entire library to choose from um, or a bookshelf that's got maybe 40 books or 10 books on it or just have one favorite book that you use like this. Another really interesting technique that someone else I know uses is if he needs an answer from his spirit guides, he will pull out all the coins in his pocket and sort of go into um, a relaxed state, looking at the coins in the palm of his hand until one of them, of course, beforehand all these people are have a question, you know, and they're asking their spirit guides to give them some direction so he does that pulls the coins out looks at all of them until one catches his attention and then he will ask for an answer this is going to have to be a yes no answer because it's simply flipping a coin so he asks for a yes no answer flips the coin and this is a technique he made up himself and he said that if he goes with the coin toss even though it's not what his ego personality thinks wants him to do, he's always happier with the results than if he goes with what his ego or personality thinks or wants to do. Now, that's pretty interesting to me, that um, someone should make up a divination technique like that, although he probably wouldn't call it a divination technique. It's just his way of getting, this is a guy in his early 30s, um, it's just his way of getting answers from his higher power, however you want to talk about it. So you might try that if you're in a hurry. Another interesting technique is the use of a pendulum. Now, they're, they're all different kinds of techniques for using pendulums. Some of them are fancier than others. And the use of a pendulum or dowsing rods, um, these are both called uh, dowsing techniques. And there are entire organizations 
who um, get together to study dowsing. And there are many, many ways that you can use dowsing. You can look at a map and douse for water or go out onto the earth and douse for water using either a pendulum or um, dowsing rods. I tend to use a pendulum more often than dowsing rods just because it's easier to carry in your purse. I know that sounds silly, but hey, it's the truth. Probably the reason that guy uses coins. So with a pendulum, the, the most basic way to use it, the the way that I most often use it, uh, because I, I don't consider myself a seasoned dowser. It's not something that I uh, would consider myself an expert on, although I do consider myself an expert on gemstones and minerals, which is what I make my pendulums out of. Um but with a pendulum, you can ask for yes-no answers. And I find I use this a lot, especially early in the morning while I'm drinking my green tea. I might connect with my higher self with intention and say, okay, I'd like to speak to my ba, which is what the Egyptians called it, um, and ask yes-no questions. Now, how do you know with the pendulum whether you're getting a yes or no? I have prepared an audio recording that you can access for free that will take you through how to get yes-no answers out of a pendulum. Probably the most important thing is how you're holding the pendulum. Um, It needs to be hanging freely, not being blocked in any way by your hand, which means you need to have your thumb and forefinger holding the pendulum hanging straight down. They can have the tail of the pendulum inside the palm of your hand so that you don't lose it and drop it. But be sure that the pendulum's not bumping into the rest of your fingers or into anything else because you won't get a a true read on it. So the first thing you do with the pendulum is you ask it to show you yes and no. If this is a new pendulum or one that you've never used before, and by the way, it's best to have your own pendulum that somebody else is not using because it attunes to your energy. It picks up on your frequency and works with you better if a lot of other people are not handling it. So it's good to keep it in a special place like a pouch. Some people put it in their pillow the first few days they own it, you know, on the underside, inside the pillowcase, so it will attune with better with their energies. And um, to get yes and no answers, the first time you use the pendulum or any new pendulum, you'll say, show me yes, and watch and see what it does. It's really important not to struggle against the pendulum's movement. Sometimes your hand will jerk a little bit involuntarily or your arm or your shoulder will. And what that is is an impulse that's being sent by your higher self to make the pendulum move. So don't fight it because if you struggle hard enough against making the pendulum move yourself, it won't move at all. So just relax and allow it to move even if you involuntarily jerk. You don't want to intentionally jerk because then you're not going to get the answer, the true answer, um, but just surrender and watch and see what it does. Sometimes it will go back and forth, like toward you and away from you. When you say, show me yes, wait and see what it does. Does it go back and forth toward you and away from you? Does it go to the left and the right? 
Does it go in a clockwise circle? Does it go in a counterclockwise circle? Does it make a diagonal? When you've determined what yes is, next you ask it to show me no and wait and see what it does. Make note of how that pendulum says yes and no. Now, for some people, every pendulum says yes and no the same way. For other people, different pendulums will say it differently. So I always recommend that people um, ask each new pendulum what yes and no is until they've determined that uh, whether or not it's different from pendulum to pendulum. Okay, so suppose you're ready to ask, and, and you're not asking the pendulum anything, really. It's just a tool. You're asking your guides to talk to you through the pendulum because that's something you can see with your own eyes, the movement of the pendulum. And so you always treat this spiritual tool with respect because it is a medium or an instrument through which spirit passes to give you answers to help you on your spiritual path, to help you on your path through life. Okay, the first thing I want to tell you about how you word your questions is never ask a should question. Spirit is not going to tell you what you should or should not do. That's the whole purpose of being on the planet, is figuring out what you should or should not do. However, They will give you information to help you decide what you should do or what you want to do or what you're going to do. But they won't tell you what you should do. And if you ask them that, you're going to get the runaround. They don't appreciate being asked to step outside their role and do what they're not supposed to do. There are certain rules they have to follow. They can't interfere in your life. They have to wait to be asked. And they can't tell you what you should do and that sort of thing. So instead of saying, should I marry John, say, um, would John and I be happy married to to each other? Um, That way you're actually getting the answer you want, but you're not asking them what you should do. And there is a distinction there, and it's an important one. So a lot of people keep a journal of which questions they asked their pendulum and what it said and the date. That's always good to go back and see if you get a different answer a week later. If you did, it may mean that the energies have shifted and you want to know that. So you might want to ask more questions if you get a different answer. Now let me say at this point that it's not a good idea to go back and ask Spirit the same question over and over again six times a day. Um, that's just annoying. It's kind of like the kid in the back seat who's constantly saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? It's just annoying. Don't do it. Okay, so that's the basic use of a pendulum. And like I said, there are some real fancy ways to do it. You can go join dowsing um, organizations if you want to learn how to do those fancy things. And let me tell you right now about meetup.com. Um, in most of the places on the globe, if you've got a computer, you can get to meetup.com. And there will be groups that you can sign up um, 
to meet with and learn more. And there are definitely dowsing groups in most of the big cities and a lot of the small ones. And as a matter of fact, if you live way out in a rural area, that's also an excellent way to find the people who are like you, who are interested in the things you're interested in. It's how you network with other people who are on the spiritual path. It's M-E-E-T-U-P dot com, and you can type in all different kinds of subjects that you're interested in and um, wait and see which groups show up that are already meeting. You can also start a little meeting group on your own. Just say, okay, I'm going to have a, I'm going to sponsor a meeting over at the Starbucks on such and so street at so and so time, like seven o'clock Thursday night. Come on by if you're interested. There's a weed eater outside, and I can't do anything about it. <laughs> Sorry, you can probably hear it. Um, so. Oh, thought I couldn't do anything about it. It just quit. Hmm. So um, that's one thing you can do to learn the fancier techniques. Here in Houston, there's uh, Texas Dowsers Association, I think is what it's called, and they meet monthly uh, at Central Market on uh, Westland and Westheimer. Um, so, and there are books on the subject too, but uh, the use of a pendulum or dowsing rods is a real interesting way to get answers from spirit. And there's a lot more on my website about how to use a pendulum, how to um, clear a pendulum if you think it's picked up negativity, which it will if you, um, if the wrong people handle it, or gosh. If you take it into a bar and you're drinking and you try to get an answer, it'll probably break. I've, I've had people bring pendulums back to me and say, could you fix this every time I go over to Joe's Bar and Grill and start doing readings while I'm drinking beer, it breaks. Well, gee, what would you expect? You don't want to do divination in an environment where there are um, drugs or alcohol being used. And I'm not talking about teacher plants like ayahuasca. I'm talking about drugs like uh, farm parties where you're taking pharmaceuticals or um, doing cocaine or crack or heroin or anything like that, recreational drugs and and alcohol do not mix well with spiritual practices. You will draw, draw in dark energies and you will not have any fun. It's a good way to get a dark energy attachment. So... You want to do this kind of thing in a sacred environment. Light a candle, do it at home, at a friend's house, at a meditation group, at any spiritual gathering, but not in a bar. So there's more information on my website, hotpinklotus.com, and on the show page there's a link to it. And on the right-hand side of my home page, or all the pages, there are different links you can click on. And if you click on the free stuff, there are, there's a whole list of things on that page that you can click on and then go to like a, a free tutorial on how to use a pendulum or um, free meditation. And then there are then there's a page where there are meditations that are a bit longer that you can purchase for a nominal fee, and one of them is how to contact spirit guides. It's a meditation specifically designed to help you get in touch with spirit guides. Um, then there are other techniques, and I'm giving you a lot of different techniques to choose from because some of them are going to appeal 
to one person and not to another because we're all different based on our DNA and who we've been in who we have been in past lives and who our ancestors are and what's happened to us in this lifetime and all that there are all kinds of different ways to do the same thing Okay, there are tarot readings. You can teach yourself how to read tarot cards. In fact, I've got a class on that if you want to. I think it's like 10 bucks. I'll send you a booklet. I think that's just being offered on my Etsy site, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Um, or there are all kinds of books on how to learn to read tarot cards. And what you can do is read them every day for yourself as a way of connecting with your spirits, your spirit guides. They'll come through the cards and give you messages. You can just draw one card for the day and meditate on it. Ask ahead of time, what do I need to know today? What does my focus need to be today? And um, so that's another technique, tarot readings. Do them for yourself or for your friends. Or just draw one to meditate on. I'm seeing some hands up. I'm going to see what these guys want to ask. First of all, area code 847. I'm going to open the line to you. Hello. Hello. Did you have a question? Um, a question, a personal question, or a question about guides? Yeah, question about guides. I don't answer personal questions because that turns into a reading and these are actually... Okay, how do you know when they're around you? Well, they're always around you. We've all got spirit guides, people who are with us our entire lifetimes. For the entire lifetime, you've got guardians, angels, guides. So there's no question that they're around you. The only question is, you know, do you trust what you're receiving? Do you trust what you're hearing? And that's one of the biggest challenges is learning to trust it. Does that okay, because you always wonder, like, why bad things happen to good people if we have guides. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? This, I absolutely know what you mean, and I'm only laughing because of all the past life readings I've done. And, and here's the thing is this is the earth school. And there, there is no good and bad in the view of the spirit world. They're just lessons, just lessons to help you grow as a spiritual being. And most of them you planned before you incarnated because you wanted to grow as a soul. So what a lot of people judge as bad is just a lesson they planned in the first place all themselves, but they don't remember it because then how would they learn the lesson? Right. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Okay. I'm going to close the line and then open it. Thank you. You're welcome, darling. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, the other person who had her hand, his or her hand up, uh, decided to not have their hand up anymore because this is not a place where I'm going to do readings for people. This is a library of spiritual teachings. And um, I find that it's not very educational to listen to somebody else's reading that was in the past. But I am here to teach people, and these are going to these classes, these are classes are going to be here available for people 
to listen to in the archives for years to come. And I didn't know why my guides wanted me to do these readings or these radio shows. In the beginning, I, I kept saying, I don't want to do a radio show. No, 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 no. But I listened to them um, because once you learn how to hear them, if you ignore them, then that's when the bleep hits the fan. You really do have to do what your guides are telling you to do because essentially they're just reminding you of what you planned before you incarnated. So... um now I understand. I'm creating a library, an audio library of spiritual teachings. And most of it up to this point, I've been doing this over three years now, most of it up to this point has been other people talking, but lately they've been underscoring that it's time for me to teach, to to uh, share what I know with people. So there is a spirit guides meditation, like I said, on my website. Um, another thing you can do, is meditate with a crystal. And here's how you would do that, or any other stone that you're really attached to. It doesn't have to be a crystal. It could be a piece of kyanite or a piece of uh, black tourmaline or any other uh, gemstone that's meaningful to you, that you feel drawn to. And... um, So what you do is you hold it in your non-dominant hand. So if you're left-handed, you want to hold it in your right hand. And then you close your eyes. And you imagine that your consciousness, which most of us think of our consciousness as being in our brains. You close your eyes and imagine that your consciousness is going down an elevator in the center of your body, which is essentially where your pranic tube is, and you come slowly down the elevator until you get into your heart. And then you allow your consciousness to go down the channel that runs from your heart down the inside of your arm, and the one you're holding the crystal in the hand, and all the way out to the hand where the stone is. And then you can move inside the stone. There should be a chamber there, or there is a chamber there, and someone will show up to talk to you, and it will be the spirit of the stone. Sometimes I look like angels or fairies, and they will talk to you and answer questions. Some people have a favorite crystal that they use just like this. Remember not to ask should questions. Now, if there's resistance when you first get to that entrance to the crystal, ask permission. Don't try to force your way in. They'll give you permission. They need to be honored. And stay there as long as you like. And when you're ready to come back, you go back the same way. Thank the diva of the crystal for allowing you to come in and for their help and advice. And then travel back up the inside of your arm to the heart. And then back up the elevator into your head. And that is how you contact the guides that are available to you with stones and crystals. There are so many other divination divination techniques. 
there is um, something called scrying. This is act actually what Nostradamus used as scrying. Scrying is when you look um, with blurry vision into something like um, a bowl of water. He used a bowl of water that was pl that was black on the inside. And he waited until he started seeing a movie in his head. But now he did it with his eyes open. So sometimes you might see it actually in the water, the movie playing in the water. Just like with the pendulum, it's a tool. Some people uh, use a large crystal ball. They look into the ball and they're sort of uh, diffuse focus. They're not actually focused visually on the ball. They look at the ball and allow their eyes to stare off into the distance, kind of like you do when you daydream, and eventually you start to have visions. This is called scrying. But your eyes are open when this happens. Now, here's one that Native Americans um, use a lot, or they did in the past anyway. And that's looking into a very, very dark room where there is no light coming from anywhere with your eyes open. It is completely different than looking into a semi-dark room where you can still see some of the things in the room or closing your eyes. When you look into pitch black like in a cave or in the bathroom that has no windows and all the lights are turned off and it's nighttime and you've got a towel under the door so there is no light coming in, you will begin to see things um, that you had no idea you could see. It's pretty profound. Another technique that I think is very interesting that I've only done a few times and this is not necessarily to see your guides, but it is one way that you can look into your own past, your past lives. And it, for some reason, it works best on a Thursday night. You sit comfortably facing a mirror so that you can see yourself uh, like from about the upper chest up. Place a candle, a lit candle, just below your chin and look at yourself in the mirror. And if you continue to do that long enough, you will begin to see your face morph into different faces. And you will begin to see faces from your own past, your past lives. Now, you may not know very much about them because they usually come one after another pretty quickly, just morphing over a period of seconds into another life and another life and another life. But you'll see a lot of them. And if nothing else, you'll get the understanding that um, you've been around a few times, that you've lived on this planet more than once. Now, if you want to, uh, if you don't have a pendulum, you can make one. Just take a string and have a heavy object at the bottom. If you want a really nice pendulum, you can go to my 
um, Etsy shop, which is mentioned on the show page. It's Lakshmi's Joy, L-A-X-M-I-S-J-O-Y dot Etsy dot com. I've got pendulums for sale there. And they're all made with um, sterling silver and genuine gemstones. There's no plastic or anything like that. And... um, Again, go to the uh, Hot Pink Lotus website, check out the free meditations, uh, free instructions on how to use a pendulum, lots of free things. Um, And I'm going to play some music for a while. If I think of something else I want to tell you about, I've already given you a lot of information about how to get in touch with spirit guides and... um, I'm going to play some music. If I think of something else, I'll come back in. This is Karanesh, Ancient Voices.
to the show today and if you came in late or if you um, are just now signing in, please know that uh, we spent about a half an hour talking about many different ways that you can contact your own inner guidance or your spirit guides. Um, Please listen to the show from the beginning and thanks to everybody who uh, got here on time and listened to the whole thing. And... um, We'll see you next week at 9 a.m. on Friday. And I hope you've enjoyed today's show and that you will be able to put some of these techniques to use in your life.